0: hello and welcome to Ono oh ross and carrie the show where we don't just report on french science spirituality and claims of the paranormal but take part ourselves
1: yep when they make the claims we show up so you don't have to i'm carrie poppy and i'm
0: ross blotcher and we are in pain
1: Actually, you're probably more in pain than I am, but I'm in a little discomfort. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think we might have hinted at this before, but we both are having oral surgery. Yes. Or have had recently.
1: This will be probably the only time, well, I guess fingers crossed, this will be the only time that we are preparing and or recovering from surgery together.
0: Yeah. And- assuming
1: we're not in some terrible accident together, <laughs> which seems a higher than ever. Average possibility for two friends, but sure, still pretty low.
0: So you had known for a while that you were going to get your tonsils out.
1: Yes, take them.
0: Tonsil tonsillectomy.
1: Get the fuck out of yeah, here. And
0: you've been wanting them gone.
1: Since I was a child. Really? Yes. They've
0: just been in the way. Oh
1: my God, they're so big, Ross.
0: They're always in the way. They're always, always in, in the, the way. way.
1: Heave ho, here I go. They're always in the way. Hey! I don't know what this is. I'm just playing along.
0: There was a song about a guy's whiskers and- His wife thought she was eating shredded wheat. The cows.
1: His wife thought he was eating shredded wheat and the cows almost. Nope. You're ruining it, Carrie. Nope. It's not how it goes.
0: (laughs) The cows, shredded wheat, the cows eat them for hay. They're always in the way. Anyways, that's your tonsils.
1: Well, I don't think I learned that one, but my tonsils are always in the way. It's true. Oh, my God. They're so big. Big all the time and whenever a doctor looks down my throat even if I feel well they're like oh, you got a sore throat because wow. they're just they look inflamed even um, when they're not inflamed which then means they catch everything so they also get inflamed really easily and when I was a kid I would get tonsillitis like 10 times a year sometimes and my mom god bless her soul has the most anxiety of any human being who <laughs> ever lived okay and she heard that one in, I believe the figure was one in every 40,000 tonsillectomies, the person bleeds out. And this was an unacceptable number to her because it was a number at all. Mm -hmm. So she was like, no, no, it's not worth it.
0: Statistics are hard. Probabilities are hard.
1: Yeah. Now let's get in the car and go to school.
0: Okay. (laughs) And so Um, years later, I think you were also suspecting your tonsils of interrupting your sleep.
1: Yeah, so actually, this starts with our aura ring.
0: Mm hmm. Because finally, we were getting measures of the quality of our sleep where yeah. we could kind of read statistics about how many hours we slept how many hours of deep sleep slash productive sleep and light sleep.
1: And then how much you're moving during your sleep, how many times you wake up in the middle of the night, that kind of
0: stuff. And you found that you were not getting deep sleep.
1: So yours, we used the exact same ring. Mm -hmm. And when you used it, it was like, oh, you know, pretty good. You're getting like 21% deep sleep or something. Neither of us knew what a baseline was. So we're like, okay. And then I wore it and it was like, um. You're getting 4% deep sleep. Not good. I was like, what the heck? But we also didn't know how valid the measurement was. We didn't have much to measure it against. And we
0: had a lot of people sending us articles about how the Aura measurements were approximations as are kind of all of those devices. I now have an Apple Watch, which Mm -hmm. does the same thing for me. I use auto sleep and it's really cool. I get this kind of ring each morning that tells me how much I slept and, again, the quality of that sleep. You know, at least it checks out on what I know about my sleep, so it seems pretty reliable.
1: So between the Aura Ring and your Apple Watch, they were relatively similar?
0: Yeah, and it seems like about a quarter of the time I'm sleeping deeply.
1: Must be so nice. Yeah, so So, I was
0: always getting much less sleep than Carrie, but maybe more productive sleep.
1: Yeah, so I went to the old doctor And said, Can I get a sleep study? And sleep studies are very uncomfortable, Ross. You ever had one? No. Oh, they have to stick shit up your nose and then put all these like devices on your face and your chest and your arms. And it's a whole thing.
0: But we spend a lot of our lives asleep. That's an important thing to study.
1: Might as well know what's happening during. Yeah. So they said, Well, you're not getting much deep sleep, that's for sure. And I was oh, like, wow. Ha ha, score for the Oral Ring.
0: But minus points for Carrie. <laughs>
1: for me. So it wasn't quite enough that it would be considered sleep apnea, where they would put a CPAP machine on me and force air down my airway. CPAPY. <laughs> right. But they did say you're right on the cusp of that. Like if you had one more event per hour, we would consider it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So four times an hour, I stop breathing while I'm asleep.
0: (gasps) That's horrifying. Yeah.
1: So the sleep specialist was like, well, I mean, one thing could be if there's anything that gets in the way in your airway. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. sir, why don't you take a look in my mouth? And he was like, oh, dear. Oh, my God. You have huge tonsils. So we did two more sleep studies just to make sure we were getting consistent results. Okay. And we were And so I went to my dang doctor and I said, take these fuckers out.
0: And then it was days of COVID and they said no. Yep.
1: And he said, well, that's a very reasonable request, but it is a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And ENT in particular is quite busy, (laughs) but we put it on the books and I'm going to be getting them out. On July 14th, the day after my birthday. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Which is coming very soon because your birthday is tomorrow as we Mm -hmm. record this. Correct. You told me that I think you spoke to someone who had their tonsils out and they compared it unfavorably to childbirth.
1: Oh, my God. My friend Leanne, who's a better friend of Drew's, she had her tonsils out as an adult and she had a C-section. And she said her tonsillectomy was... 100 times more painful.
0: Oh no. This that was is her the opposite of the positive affirmations we will be <laughs> encouraging later in this episode.
1: Yeah. So I said to Ross, Well, you're getting your wisdom teeth out. We should find out what are some of the alternative therapies yeah. for before, during, after a surgery.
0: I went to the dentist and they said, Okay, time to finally get rid of these suckers. I'd had one of my bottom wisdom teeth removed years ago and Cara remembered me babbling like an idiot afterwards and drooling everywhere, (laughs) so she was prepared for the worst. The other bottom one is deeply embedded in the bone. It's not going anywhere, but those two top ones, they were just kind of crowding up the mouth and hanging off the end, Mm. and they decided these would be fairly easy extractions. So, yes, Carrie said, hey, when are you getting your teeth removed? I just read this thing on Andrew Wiles' website, prominent pseudoscientist and alternative medical guru. He has these recommendations. You should try this for your surgery.
1: Yeah, so he had said...
0: By the way, Andrew Wiles is always a point of embarrassment for me because I remember in college, a friend who was very gullible. One of the most gullible people I've ever known. He was talking glowingly about something he'd read on Andrew Wiles' site.
1: I think it's just w- either Wile or Wile. I think it's just W-E-I-L.
0: So that's the problem. Ah. Apostrophe S. You know, you know he said that. And I said, uh-huh. oh, the famous mathematician, Andrew Wiles?
1: <laughs> and he's like...
0: Uh, yeah, I guess so. And I was thinking of a Tom Lehrer song called That's Mathematics, uh-huh. where he talks about Andrew <laughs> Wiles, a famous mathematician, solving Fermat's last theorem oh, and giving okay. a proof for it. And so I thought we were talking about this very esteemed mathematician. And then I realized later, oh no, he was talking about some quack.
1: I don't know if he's a quack. Oh, you don't? No, I. I don't know enough about him.
0: Oh, I think he's well known as a quack. I
1: mean, that's definitely the impression out there. Oh, okay. I'm just not willing to put the Q word out there like that all willy nilly.
0: All right. Well, come after me and Andrew <laughs> Weil or whatever your name is. So I, I always feel embarrassed about that because like I left that misunderstanding with my gullible friend, James.
1: Gotcha. Well, here's what Andrew Weil said on his website. He gave a number of recommendations that were like sleep well, eat well, and so on. And then he said, I also suggest that you make a tape of healing statements to be played while you're under anesthesia. A study conducted at New York's Beth Israel Hospital showed that patients who heard positive affirmations on a tape played while they were under required 50% less post-op medication than those who didn't have tapes played. You may want to look into taking the Prepare for Surgery program by psychologist Peggy Huddleston or listening to affirming tapes made by psychotherapist Belaruth Napperstek, available via the website and then linked to a couple of websites. Okay. Um, and one was Peggy Huddleston. So I sent that to you and said, shall we?
0: Yeah. So I went and bought Peggy Huddleston's two meditation tracks. And it came with an interview as well where you can hear her. Interviewed and talked about her methods and positive affirmations for surgery. She says that by almost hypnotizing yourself or meditating on a positive outcome beforehand, you can not only have a more successful surgery, but that you can reduce your need for pain medication afterward.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huge if true.
0: Huge if true. Sounds very nice. In that blurb you mentioned, it talked about during the surgery.
1: Right. Thankfully,
0: as I was listening to her in the interview and on the instructions for the download, I want to say it was like 15 bucks, 16 bucks, something like that, for the two audio tracks plus the interview. I think in those instructions, they were saying listen to it before surgery, listen to it after surgery. Which was good because I'll shoot forward to when I was actually getting prepared for surgery. I had this all queued up on my headphones. I was wearing the earbuds. And the woman who called me into the surgery room, she said, Okay, you need to take everything out of your pockets. What's that in your ear? Remove that from your ear.
1: Oh, yeah. It
0: was very quick. I felt like everything was running late and I needed to hurry up because I had work to do. (laughs) So I was like, okay, okay. So I just like handed everything to Kari. Here's the contents of my pockets. So I didn't get to listen to... The affirmations during the surgery. Yeah. But I listened beforehand. The night beforehand, I listened afterwards.
1: So my surgery is still upcoming, and I keep thinking about this. Like, do I have the balls to be like, can you play this I'm it's, so sorry. Can
0: it's you? embarrassing. It's
1: so embarrassing.
0: Yeah, I was trying to gear myself up and she came out so forcefully that it was just like, okay, okay, okay I'll take it all out. Stop. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have no electronics.
1: So one of the suggestions was also that you can give the statements to your anesthesiologist <laughs> and have them whisper them in your ear. To say you're to going you. under. And I was uh-huh. like, you know, I think I'll let them focus <laughs> on the task <desk> at hand. <laughs> it seems like pretty important.
0: Yeah, this is one of her big things. And she even referenced like a study that they tried to have done with this where as the patient is about to be placed under general anesthesia the staff member will repeat five times Mm -hmm. i don't know why five is chosen following this operation the participant let's say it's carrie following this operation carrie will feel very comfortable and carrie will heal very well Great. Following this operation, oh. Carrie will feel very comfortable and Carrie will heal very well.
1: So it's just following
0: that- Following
1: this- oh. operation. <laughs> so is it just that one statement five times?
0: So that's going in and then toward okay. the end of the surgery, presumably you're still knocked out, the study staff member will say five times, the operation has gone very well. The operation has gone very well. <laughs> five times. And then following the operation, I guess also said five times- Following the operation, Carrie will be hungry. Carrie what? will be thirsty and urinate easily.
1: <laughs> I don't want those things for my tonsillectomy. Following
0: the operation, Carrie will be hungry. Carrie will be thirsty and urinate easily.
1: I, uh, urinate easily is fine, but my throat's going to be really sore. I don't want to be automatically thirsty or extra hungry. Oh, You've
0: got to hand these statements to your <laughs> anesthesiologist. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, the idea of making a legitimate healthcare provider think I am-
0: An idiot. (laughs) Well, Well,
1: no, but like a handful. Yes. Just makes me feel- so uncomfortable. Oh, it's
0: so embarrassing. It's really tough to do. (laughs) Probably one of the hardest things that we do for this show is that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I didn't end up doing that. So I listened beforehand. I listened afterwards. I did not have anyone read affirmations to me.
1: Well, I did tell Drew, because he'll be there when I come to. Mm -hmm. I told him, like, if I'm still drowsy and not quite with it when you first see me, Ah. start saying nice things to me about how the surgery went well, and I'm going to feel better. Oh, Drew will be good at that. I yeah, definitely.
0: I feel like he might do that anyway.
1: Aw, he might. I feel like he also would be like, you're the gassy one. <laughs> when you wake T- take up, advantage you advantage know of, and admit. Take advantage of the situation to you, win the gas war. You have, you have worse flatulence than your fiance.
0: So looking up this study that was mentioned with Thirty-two participants. It was called "The Power of Healing Statements on Post-Operative Pain Control," a randomized controlled trial. So they mention how they set this up with all the statements and everything, how they're going to measure it. But the link I found had no results posted, hmm. and this was back in 2016 that it ended. So Carrie hmm. looked it up.
1: Yeah, I found that fucker. Okay, <laughs> here's what it says. Yeah, what were?
0: How well did that work?
1: Conclusion: Among patients undergoing vaginal hysterectomy with minimally invasive sacral popexy, there was no significant difference in post-operative outcomes between women (laughs) randomized to receive healing statements and controls. Oh, whoops. However, there appears to be minimal pain in the overall study population given the cessation of narcotic use within 24 hours and completion of NSAID use within four days on average. Basically, like we're able to control the pain in this particular surgery quite well it doesn't seem to matter whether you also say some affirmations to yourself. Okay.
0: <laughs> and yet Peggy Huddleston is still promoting this.
1: Yeah, that's on her website under studies, Why presumably would... to boost her claim.
0: Right. All you need to say is carefully word your statement. Well, we did a study. <laughs> <and> we tried <laughs> They did out. a study, Jean. And in the interview, she keeps talking about all these glowing testimonials and results, presumably from studies. We'll probably get into some of that maybe in a follow-up. But- I think
1: actually you mean the interview.
0: Oh, the the very breathy the
1: interview. interview
0: with two women who sound the same.
1: Yes, it's Peggy, but it's also, what is the other woman's name? Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> and and yeah, they, they even sound, sound exactly the, sounds the same. same. They really do. And they are both performing their words in the same way. And so one will speak. And then the other will say, yes, I agree. And they then use it for the rest of their lives once they're healed. So in a way, the the crisis of facing surgery and the fear and the terror... it allows for an opening to an,
0: another level of experience. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and it could have been the same woman the entire time. Yeah. It, it would sound like, the same. Feels
0: like it's Gollum and Smeagol, you know. Like.
1: No, exactly. It's exactly like Gollum and Smeagol. Absolutely.
0: In The Two Towers he has a debate with himself and so whenever he's turned to the left, that's mm. one character. Whenever he's turned to the right, that's the other character. Oh, okay. And he has a little argument with himself.
1: Okay, yeah. It's exactly like that.
0: So Peggy Huddleston, she wrote Prepare for Surgery. Injury, heal Faster, yeah. A Guide of Mind-Body Techniques, which elaborates on these methods. And you might ask, oh, what is her medical background? Oh, well, what's
1: her medical background?
0: That's funny you would ask that. Yeah. She studied at Harvard Whoa,
1: Divinity, Divinity School. School. Whoa. <laughs> that's right.
0: She has no medical degree. I'll give it to the interviewer that's brought up right at the Top
1: head of the, of the interview. interview. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you have no medical experience. Uh, how did you come about all this? Well, you see, I've worked with people. All my life. And I'm a therapist.
1: So she calls herself a therapist. If she is an ordained minister or anything like that, I think you can use the word therapist. But then I will swear she calls herself a psychologist. Okay. seems much more specific. Hmm. And I didn't see anything about a psychology degree anywhere.
0: Okay. Well, in the interview and in her book, she recommends five steps for preparing for surgery. Okay. so I
1: love a list.
0: All right. Here goes. Step one. Calm Preoperative Jitters Guided by Relaxation CD or MP3.
1: Okay. You've got to
0: use those technologies. (laughs) And I <laughs> no WAV files, no OGGs, no, oh, okay. no eight tracks. Okay, it's okay, be CD no MP4s. Or M- no, <laughs> not, God, a, not a video file.
1: Ugh. I did start listening. Yes. So I know I'm supposed to listen to it twice a day, and I only started today, two days before the surgery. I must admit. Oh, you got time. Yeah, so I'll do it twice tomorrow on my birthday. You get
0: two options there's the one with musical accompaniment and really kind of obnoxious noises. So, like, bit, bit. Yeah, it's like bit, almost like mechanical bit, bit, sounds in there that yeah. are distracting.
1: A metronome, but less pleasant. Right. You are now in a deeper, more relaxed level of mind. To help you enter a deeper state of relaxation, you can relax your eyelids. Yeah. And
0: then there's the one without that.
1: Okay, the other one has music, you say?
0: No, the other one's just oh, okay. someone talking.
1: To help you enter a deeper, healthier level of mind. I'm going to count from 10 to 1. So, yeah, I haven't heard the one then that doesn't have a backup track. But, yeah, that backup track is irritating.
0: (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, I was like, really? Is this the music you wanted? Yeah. The sounds that you wanted to go with this? And, oh, my goodness, does it use the words deeper and deepening. Mm. It just feels like she's got kind of one go-to. And most of it feels like just kind of really standard meditation.
1: Guided imagery. Yeah,
0: or even like a hypnosis kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But very little that feels specifically about healing.
1: Yes, I noticed that too.
0: Yeah, and it put me to sleep a couple times.
1: Okay, see, it hasn't put me to sleep yet, but I was listening to it and for me, I just couldn't get my cerebral cortex involved. You know, like yeah. my, my mm-hmm. higher mind was like, this is not interesting and not for me. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> and then I would find myself five minutes later. Oh, oh, you're not listening. You're not listening. Go back. Go back. Okay, rewind, rewind, yeah, rewind. Yeah, you didn't miss oh, much. This is why you weren't listening because there's nothing here. Yeah,
0: it's like kind of contentless. But yeah, I mean, effective for if you're trying to zone out. Yeah, it does totally. So that's part of step one. The rest of step one is feeling peaceful in the weeks before surgery strengthens your immune system.
1: Okay, I need that.
0: And creates the biochemistry that enhances healing. So fancy.
1: I want those things.
0: Step two. Okay. Visualize your best recovery by turning your worries into positive healing imagery.
1: I think this is kind of a cool one. Yeah,
0: good exercise.
1: So the example was if you are getting open heart surgery and you keep thinking like well it might not take and i might have this really painful recovery or my body rejects it mm-hmm. or even best case scenario my ribs get cracked open and my whole insides are pouring out you know uh, <laughs> to then turn their around and be like i'm picturing the new heart going in and the sutures sealing me up and this new healing process beginning so you're Still starting from the same place, but turning it into something good. I really
0: like it. So like for your mom, don't picture the one suffering, carry. <laughs> picture 39,999 <laughs> happy carries.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I was thinking like, you know what? This is a good one for me because since I have my whole life been a person with at least some health problems, mm-hmm. I mean, I still consider myself mostly lucky, but more than some other people, I will think stuff like... Oh, well, you know, and then after the surgery, you know, they say that it should be okay, but there's a decent chance of it not being Mm -hmm. okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm often on that decent chance part of the spectrum, so I'm not going to expect too much. (laughs) So when I heard that, I was like, that's true, that's true. Okay, I'm going to think like... Best case scenario, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, oh, I got to take Tylenol again, but I'm going to listen to some podcasts. I'm going to finally listen to Chris Stedman's new podcast. Uh-huh. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to hear uh, Ross's interview with Mick West. I hate it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I didn't find I was really getting jitters. I think the only other surgery I've really had was that other wisdom tooth. You know, I've, oh, been, wow. I've been exceptionally lucky with yeah. my medical history never had a broken bone or anything like that I've just been remarkably lucky and healthy so yeah I really wasn't worried about it and even car was kind of remarking on that like oh you don't seem at all nervous about the surgery and I really I was just too busy thinking about all the other things I had to do it just wasn't even registering and then when they had me sitting down in the picture a regular dentist chair and you're kind of leaning back and there's a computer monitor on an arm that swung in front of me then they have me reading through and agreeing to all these statements oh sure and that's where they have to tell me all the things like here's the chance that you might die and yeah. you might choke on something if you ate within the last eight hours or had yeah. anything to drink I was like I thought water was okay and they're very. like how much water did you drink and I was like oh no I'm gonna die <laughs> so then it was like oh this looks very serious all of a sudden all the things you're saying that could happen because they have to paint out every worst-case scenario right before you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like bad timing.
1: It is, but on the other hand, you and I read those things and no one else in the universe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, that was a good moment for positive affirmations. <laughs> that was like the first time I was like starting to worry like, oh, this could go poorly. And I was thinking this- oral surgeon is sight unseen i've never met this guy before right i'd never even heard his name oh wow yeah i'm thinking there's a lot of trust going on here yeah definitely but then he showed up and i talked to him i was like Ah, you're a good egg
1: you seem okay
0: yeah absolutely you at
1: least won't kill me intentionally
0: (laughs) yeah i had utmost confidence but yeah he was like this kind of traveling surgeon he didn't actually work at this facility in burbank where i was getting my teeth worked on anyways so that's step two so step three Surround yourself in the love of your family and friends before surgery. Ask them to think of you by wrapping you in a, quote, blanket of love, unquote, mm. for the half hour before surgery.
1: I heard her say in the interview, a pink blanket of light. So I'm going to ask people on Twitter to surround me in a pink blanket of light. I'm just going to say for the whole morning of Wednesday because I don't want them to have to figure out exactly when my sure. surgery is. Oh yeah,
0: time zone wise and all that. Yeah. Wait a second, I'm in Australia. When do I <laughs> when do I surround you in a pink I sent blanket you the blanket
1: at the wrong time. But I'm supposed to get there at seven fifteen, but since it's an elective surgery, I okay. I'd understand if I'm bumped.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is good that you're doing this because mm-hmm. it says if you ask twenty individuals to do this, you will feel peace and love surrounding you in the holding area. <laughs> That's really specific. <laughs>
1: Even there, wow. Okay, I will do it.
0: Wow, okay. I did not have 20 individuals do this, but I had the love of my wife and son.
1: I was thinking of you.
0: Well, thank you. Okay, that's three. It didn't quite reach me in the holding area.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry about that. Well,
0: you know, you did your part.
1: I meant to call 17 of your friends.
0: (laughs) Step four, use healing statements, words spoken during surgery when you are highly suggestible they reduce the use of pain medication by 23 to 50 percent.
1: Damn. That's
0: so specific.
1: I really want to know what the blinding is on that because the thing is with pain medication, the blinding of both parties is going to be very important. Mm-hmm. not just the patient, but the medical provider prescribing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then step five, during your pre-operative meeting, Ask to have your anesthesiologist or a nurse in the operating room say the healing statements during <laughs> surgery. I didn't have the balls to do this.
1: I'm really freaking out. Uh, okay. That's funny. I this think, is
0: what you're worried about yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> totally. than the surgery.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll just straight up be like, I host this podcast. <laughs> right. So, yep. That's, I'm, doing, I'm doing this thing. That's a
0: good way to do it. Yeah. Look. Okay.
1: Who will be the least busy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. Could you
1: say these things?
0: Yeah, if someone had to be spacing out during all this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who would it be? And it would be fine.
0: Okay, you've got a job now.
1: Oh, Janice, can you read
0: this? Can I bring Drew in? Can he do this? (laughs) I didn't do that, but at least I took comfort in that they were saying that I could reduce my pain threshold and increase my recovery just by having listened to the meditation before and after.
1: Perfect. I'll at least do that.
0: Also part of step five. There is a page of healing statements in Peggy's book, which you cut out and give your anesthesiologist the day of oh, surgery. Oh
1: gosh. Well, I did order her book. It's supposed to get here the day of my surgery. Ah, uh, yeah,
0: so that so will Probably be in won't time. work,
1: but maybe it'll come tomorrow. Maybe I'll be lucky.
0: Okay. Yeah, those are Peggy's 5 steps to prepare for that was heart surgery, but I think it'll work for any surgery.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, it specifically said heart surgery? Yeah, at least okay. on this website. Yeah, you'd think if it works for heart surgery,
0: I think these are general anything. surgery rules, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, what's more complicated? I guess brain surgery. If you get a brain transplant, you really got to think about it.
0: (laughs) You really got to think about it, yes.
1: Really think on that one, guys.
0: Maybe for that one, you need a gray blanket of love.
1: (laughs) Indeed. When I was a kid, I remember my mom explaining, well, there aren't really brain transplants because I actually think this is kind of a brilliant way to put it to a kid There aren't really brain transplants because that's really a body transplant. Mm -hmm. That's you. The brain would be the thing that continues to have the experience. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: So, yeah, I'm already post-op here, so I can say I came out of it after 30 minutes, and this time they used the anesthetic, which they put in through an IV. It was pretty clean and clear-cut. One thing that was interesting was the upper left wisdom tooth that they took out opened up a hole into my
1: sinus this
0: is making carrie uncomfortable yeah it opened up a hole into my sinus and like i would go to take a drink of water and i'd feel that little equalization there's like an extra little hole little chamber out of my mouth.
1: Not okay, not okay.
0: Yeah, Carrie's not cool with that.
1: Oh my god, yeah, I'm so afraid you're gonna, like, aspirate your water. You
0: know, that was one of the things they brought up beforehand, and they had seen in the x-ray that this would be likely. Okay. And they said, generally, it heals up on its own, Uh and they're gonna check up on me on Thursday, so we'll see how this all went. But I can say, like, Today's Monday, so I think mm-hmm. it took like three or four days, but I'd say the hole's already plugged. Like,
1: oh, okay, yeah,
0: which is crazy. Like, I guess it just kind of healed itself, or 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 got stuffed with a blanket of love.
1: It got stuffed <laughs> with the blanket of love and or arnica.
0: Yes, okay. So when I got out of there, they gave Kara three bottles of medications to give me. And she's
1: Meditations been- and medications?
0: That's right, yes. Is there a way that we can transcend dental medication? They gave me penicillin, they gave me acetaminophen, and they gave me ibuprofen. Okay. S- so I would take one of each every six hours. So Cara would make sure she had an alarm set, 1.30 a.m., Aww. I would take the medication. 7.30 a.m., I would take the medication. So I've been doing that constantly, except... I went a day without the pain medication.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
0: just took penicillin because- Why?
1: Why would you do that? Dr.
0: Carey (laughs) prescribed to me some other pain medication that I could use.
1: Now, in my defense, my suggestion was when the time rolls around to take your pain medication, take this instead. And half an hour later, if you need your pain medication, go (laughs) ahead and take it.
0: And I was like a little in pain, but I thought I'll grin and bear it and try just using, as you already mentioned- Arnica Montana. <laughs> what did they do? Take a piece of Montana?
1: It's Hannah Montana's sister, Arnica. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a homeopathic remedy for pain relief
0: from Highlands. So, this isn't from our first aid kit. This is correct. You bought this specially. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for, for this purpose. For curing
0: our pain. Because
1: that would be the wrong thing if I got it out of the kit and got you a sugar pill from over there yeah that would be completely different
0: completely different so you made a little baggie for me full mm-hmm. of these pills so yeah for one day I just skipped the actual pain <laughs> oh medication God. how'd that go I was kind of glad that I was at least trying to do that because I thought well if I don't need it uh-huh maybe it's a good thing to just kind of let my body bear what it can yeah But throughout the day, like I went to your chili party for your birthday. birthday. And already, like, my teeth were starting to hurt. Mm. And, like, as I was eating the chili, I was like, oh, this is not comfortable. Mm. But still, it wasn't stopping me. But I would say by the evening, I was getting a bit cranky. Oh, sure. Like, the pain was enough that I was irritable. And I think Cara could sense that, but I hadn't told her I wasn't taking my pain pills. <laughs> I still haven't told her that. She won't be thrilled. Anyways.
1: Have you taken them now? Yes. Oh, okay. I, good, good, good. At
0: 1.30 a.m. last night, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm, okay. I, I need the pain pills.
1: And <laughs> now you're feeling better?
0: No, I'm feeling better.
1: Oh, weird. Okay. Weird.
0: Right. So huh. the time recommendation was the same on the Arnica Montana, Hannah's sister, every six hours. So instead of taking the pain pills, I would take four of these- Highlands homeopathic, made according to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States since 1903. I would put four of those under my tongue because it said to take them sublingually, let them dissolve. Yeah, I don't think they did a lot, at least not as much as acetaminophen and.
1: Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen.
0: And what this is supposed to do, it's 30x Mm -hmm. preparation. And it's for bruises or muscle soreness. So I think muscle soreness counts for what I was experiencing. Yeah,
1: I think it's just broadly for pain relief. But I did notice then it said that on the label. But elsewhere on their website, they just said, yeah, you know, pain relief.
0: And Carrie noticed a great disclaimer at the bottom of the bottle.
1: Oh, yes. This was also on their website. So ordinarily, when we get these remedies, (laughs) it will say something like, the FDA didn't evaluate this statement. Right,
0: which is neutral.
1: Yeah. This is the strongest one I think I've seen. It says, claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice. Not accepted medical evidence.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like someone made them print that.
1: Yeah, perhaps.
0: They lost some-
1: Lawsuit. <laughs> lawsuit, and right. Then it says, not FDA evaluated. Yeah. It's interesting too, Highlands, this company, is the one that a few years ago had to recall a huge batch of Belladonna teething tablets because it had an actual traceable amount of the poison- <gasps> Belladonna. Oh, no.
0: So they didn't do a good job homeopathically preparing (laughs) the homeopathy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's dangerous stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. could be, yeah. Also, if you go to their website, one of the FAQs is... My tablets have mold on them, which I do. And then it's like, we don't put preservatives, you know, we don't put any of the gross stuff. Like trying to spin this as a positive. In there, so that probably means there's mold. And in our experience, that means someone took pills out and put them back, which you should never do. (laughs) Um, But go ahead and throw those out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I too will be taking it I'm having a very invasive surgery and Worse than
0: a C-section, I've heard
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be quite painful So I don't know if I'll take it like the first day. Yeah, yeah But we'll see And I did call Highlands to get specific advice But before I tell you it mm-hmm. I want to tell you about Squarespace I just love talking about Squarespace I just love it
0: Tell me about this space that is a square
1: mm, Well, you know me I love the web Mm -hmm. I love the internet. I love information. I love a virtual storehouse of information on the World Wide Web. But sometimes I'm looking at the information, and I'm like, this could be prettier.
0: Did you know that the first website was created on my birthday? No. August 6, 1991 was the first website created by Tim Berners-Lee, and I was turning nine years old.
1: Wow, congrats.
0: So, since then, there have been... More and more beautiful websites created.
1: Yes, mostly on Squarespace.
0: That's where you create a beautiful website, yes.
1: If you see a website that was not made on Squarespace, you'll notice because it is shit. (laughs) It is ugly as fuck. Fuck. Oh,
0: this is ugly website. You hate it. Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. And you can make your dream a reality with Squarespace.
0: And that dream's going to have blogs or published content. It's mm. going to promote your physical or online business. Mm. That dream's going to announce an upcoming event or a special project and more.
1: Ugh. And Squarespace gives you access to... To be a beautiful templates created by world class designers and powerful e commerce functionality if you want to sell your hypnotherapy DVDs.
0: There's also a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions.
1: Whoa. And there's 24 seven award winning, Stevie award winning. Customer support.
0: My goodness. Wait, how many hours a day?
1: 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 10 years a decade, 10 decades a century.
0: Well, the web hasn't really been around that long, but don't hurt yourself. And so on. Yeah, that's amazing. So I know you're convinced you wanted to go to squarespace.com slash ono for a free trial. Try it out. Get started. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code OHNO, that's O-H-N-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh,
1: Squarespace. Make a website. Hey, how are your shoes?
0: Um, They're alright. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I mean, you sound like just okay about them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, they're running shoes.
1: Mm. I bet you wish you had some Rothies Whoa.
0: Yeah, Rothy's. Now that is a fine shoe
1: i know you know it's 2021 ross no one has time for uncomfortable shoes nobody
0: has time for uncomfortable (sighs) shoes
1: that's what i'm saying and that's where rothy's comes in Mm -hmm.
0: their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles Mm. fully machine washable Mm. and available in tons of shapes styles and colors so you can always find the right one for you
1: Mm. i like my rothy's a lot mine are green
0: my wife's are black.
1: Oh, hers have the little blue piping. That's
0: right. Yep. Yep. It's a very popular shoe.
1: Yeah, they're cute.
0: We went to a show once, mm-hmm. a, one of our live shows that we were doing. Oh, okay. And Cara was there and she saw one of our listeners wearing Rothy's <laughs> that were the point, the black ones with the blues. And she said, do you think they got that because I got that? I said, <laughs> well, I hear it's like the most popular shoe they sell.
1: Okay, wait, which live show would this have been? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: One of the ones Cara went to. Okay, this
1: last year. So let's see. She came to Minneapolis. She came to Los Angeles.
0: It was one where she saw people standing outdoors and one of them was wearing the same. I bet it was Minneapolis. Okay.
1: I don't know. That's what my gut says. All right. So if you were at the Minneapolis show and you wore those shoes, please speak up.
0: You've let us been, know you've been remembered solve this mystery
1: but yeah they're really comfortable they're really cute and they break in really easily mm-hmm. and i say this as a person with very thin foot skin i know how it is you put on a shoe and just all of a sudden like your ligaments are hanging out rothies <laughs> won't do that to you
0: <laughs> also pop sugar named rothies one of the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing
1: wow and who better to tell you about how comfortable rothies are than real Customers. Like Julie
0: A. What did Julie A say? Oh,
1: Julie A was all there's no break in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. Uh, I hate her.
0: (laughs) Why?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just realized halfway through my (laughs) characterization of her that she seems like a real jerk. (laughs) Okay, hold on. There's no break in period, no blisters, just pure comfort.
0: Oh, Julie sounds like real salt of the earth.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. (laughs) <laughs> that was Julie B. earlier. Okay. Real jerk.
0: No wonder Rothy's best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, the one we mm-hmm. were just talking about, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews.
1: Near-perfect, Near you perfect. guys. So upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they just launched men's shoes. I need
0: to get on this.
1: So make sure to check them out for you or the guy in your life or whoever just likes unisex shoes.
0: Head to rothys.com slash oh no to find your new favorites today.
1: That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash oh no. Rothy's, it's a shoe.
0: Build it shoe-tiful.
1: Okay, so I did call Highlands Homeopathic, which is also called... Standard Homeopathic Company.
0: Oh, wow. That's as generic a name as you can get. Right. Other than calling it Generic Homeopathic <laughs> Company.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they were started in 1903.
0: Hey, wow. That's staying power. Yeah. They've been around over 100 years. Wow. They're like a 1C preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly
1: now, perfect reviews. Now,
0: this isn't a Highland store on... Hollywood and Highland. Oh, correct. This is Highland's the company itself. Yes, yes,
1: yes. I was calling Standard Homeopathic Company in Los Angeles. They just have a factory downtown. They have a second one, I want to say in Salt Lake City. So I was like, well, I'm going to call the down-home Los Angeles one. Mm -hmm. So I called, and by the way, they have 300 employees, big company. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Did they offer that? (laughs) willing <laughs> reed
1: <like>, hello, <laughs> hello have 300 employees. this is
0: one of 300 how may <laughs> it's i like help king's you kings house <laughs> yeah
1: no but when i was just looking up information on them i saw them on like glass door and stuff
0: wow yeah
1: so i called and i said hi i have some arnica montana here And I'm getting a tonsillectomy in a couple days, and I just Mm. wondered if I could talk to someone about advice for taking it. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm not the person for that, but I can have one of our pharmacists call you back. Okay. And I said, oh, great, that'd be great. Gave her my number, and she said, usually someone will call you back within a half an hour. And I was like, whoa, okay, great, okay.
0: I should call them when I have technical problems, (laughs) because I never get that kind of response.
1: (laughs) So I hang up, and- uh, you know what? Actually, let me check the timestamps because it felt like no time. Let's see. Seven minutes later. Whoa. Yeah, seven minutes later, phone rings. It says wireless caller. I'm like, who's that? I answer. And it is in fact the pharmacist. Okay. A woman in the sciences.
0: <laughs> well- what the-
1: Budge,
0: a pharmacist well, at a homeopathic yeah, company. She
1: genuinely has a pharmacy license, though.
0: As they say in homeopathy, first do no farm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you just come up with that? I did. That's pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. Now in this home, it's first do no farts, but somebody <laughs> doesn't <laughs> pay attention. Okay. Anyway, she called, and I told her I'm getting a tonsillectomy in a couple days. And have this Arnica Montana 30x. And yeah, I was just wanted your advice like do I take this in place of mm, mm-hmm. the prescribed medication or what? And she said, well, that I can't answer. That you'd have to ask your doctor whether it can replace, but it is more gentle. It uses different actions from
0: different actions. Mm-hmm, technically correct
1: <laughs> from your prescribed medication. Mm-hmm. You she asked your doctor, but you can because they use different actions, you can take them both. And uh-huh. I said, "Oh, wow. That's cool." <laughs> and she said, "But because they are different actions, we do recommend you taking them 15 minutes apart."
0: Oh, okay.
1: I don't really understand Interesting. that. Interesting. My
0: reaction to that is We want to make it sound like it does something. Yeah. So let's give you a little extra special-
1: Complication. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I interpreted it too. Make
0: sure you turn around three times before (laughs) you do the rain dance.
1: I wonder if it also could be just in case you-
0: Die immediately. Got
1: sick. Yeah, or like got sick from the mold or whatever. You can like (laughs) isolate a little better which thing was tainted. Okay. But yeah, who knows? So then she explained that it works with the immune system's ability to heal itself.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: which is indeed what the placebo effect is, I suppose.
0: Wow, carefully worded.
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: wonder if she's got a script where Mm -hmm. she's
1: just good. Yeah, you know, it didn't feel like she was actively reading. Okay. But I could believe that she's just internalized five or six things that she knows she'll have to say every call. Mm -hmm. But then she gave me what I think was my favorite piece of her advice, which was (laughs) to take it. After the surgery, yeah. not before the surgery.
0: <laughs> okay, so they have basic causation down. <laughs>
1: After the surgery, <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: specifically said that. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to take it before the. Su-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? There's hundreds of them in there. They're really tiny pills. I got plenty. <laughs>
1: Like a really long pause while I like waited for some other shoe to drop. Like this can't be all she's saying with this thought. There's more, and I'm not getting it. Looks, oh no!
0: She's okay. like, okay. I'm low on specifics. Okay, <laughs> give me this. Take it after the surgery.
1: It after. <laughs> no.
0: Carrie is intricately waving her index finger around. <laughs> she offers this advice. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe someone would think <laughs> I, I could start deadening the pain before it arrives or something. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, bless uh, her heart. So Well, she did her job well.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I asked her name. Her name was Adita, and she is the head pharmacist for Highland.
0: Whoa.
1: Uh-huh. And that sounds so, Googleable. I looked her up. You know I did.
0: Yeah, I know you did.
1: And I assume that she also goes by Edith, because I did find a pharmacist with the same pretty unusual last name. Okay. So Edith Jacqueline Frakowicz, I believe would be the pronunciation. Indeed, a registered pharmacist. Here's an interesting fact, though. Also, a listed author on a couple of studies about placebos. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So
1: I wonder... If she's doing a few mental calculations and saying like people are going to use these, yeah, might as well figure out how harness to harness
0: the power of placebo,
1: mm-hmm, how to do that the best you can.
0: Okay, maybe
1: I don't know. Obviously, I'm speculating. Well, but
0: here's the first tip: take it after. <laughs> take
1: it at, not <laughs> <more>. <laughs> after, not After the surgery. Wow, glad I called, thanks. Yeah. So, I will be doing that, and I will be doing my guided meditations before and after. I'll see if I can screw up the courage to ask someone to read these things, but don't count on it, folks.
0: By the time you hear this, it's going to be a done deal, but Mm -hmm. you could still send healing energy to Carrie in the past.
1: Yeah. Or Uh, in the present.
0: She might still need it. Why
1: not? Send it after. After. The surgery. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and send it to Ross too because he's still got that little hole in his sinus.
0: Yeah, it's closing, but...
1: Who knows? Close it faster. Could open up. And if you were among the Twitter family who sent me a pink healing blanket, thank you. Thank you in advance or for you, thank you in retrospect.
0: You saved her life.
1: Hopefully, unless I'm dead.
0: Okay, well, next time we'll follow up with How this went and the power of these meditations and medications.
1: Yeah. With absolutely no word of thanks to the surgeons involved.
0: Nothing to do with this whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My guy was great. And all the attendants nearby. It was a little, I don't know, freaky to see all these people quickly like running around and putting the little oxygen tubes in my nose and and putting the IV in my hand. And it just all felt very frantic. It's like, oh, my goodness. This is what it's like under surgery. This is crazy.
1: It's like ER. Oh, okay. Here's the thing that freaks me out the most about surgery. The fact that they give you medications that stop you from building memories, mm-hmm. which is smart. It's what they should do because yes. people do awake during the anesthesia. It's very <laughs> rare, but it does happen. You don't want to remember that. Right. I agree. Right. But it freaks me the frick out. And when I got my fallopian tubes out, the first thing I asked when I woke up was like, did I wake up during it? Because I wanted to see their faces and see if they'd be like... <gasps> She somehow knows. Right. And they all were like, no, that would really freak us out. That's very uncommon. But for some reason, I just have in my head that like... They're going to give me the stuff and then I'm going to start, I don't even know, like saying my social security number or oh, yeah. talking about family dark secrets I, and I won't know.
0: I mean, just philosophically, that's a weird idea of like the memoryless being, you uh-huh. know, that you wake up and you're not registering anything that happens to you and pain yeah. associated with that. Yeah. It's, that raises some big weird issues.
1: Yeah. When I got my fallopes out, I like closed my eyes. And then opened my eyes and Drew said, it went well. Wow. Yeah. Oh and my I was goodness. like, what, what, what?
0: That's wild. Yeah.
1: Anyway, cool. that's it for our show.
0: Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
1: This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa.
0: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
1: You can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N.
0: You can support us by telling a friend, by positively reviewing the show, by buying a Jumbotron, all kinds of ways to support us.
1: You could go to my Etsy store. Yeah. Oh, no, Carrie on Etsy, because now that you can go back to the gym, please buy my gym tank tops. They've just been sitting there sadly through COVID while no one was going to the gym.
0: Aw. Yeah, get one.
1: Get a tank top.
0: And remember, in the words of Ogden Nash, there's pain that is physical and pain that is mental, but the one that is both is dental.
1: Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible break a story in
0: one hour. That's right, here on Story Break I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose the billionaire's marriage valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. (laughs) Okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian Mario. (laughs) And of
1: course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven sometimes you gotta raise a little hell <laughs> <laughs> that's the life! check out story break every week on maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts
0: Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks.
1: We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org
0: and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today.